You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live on this glorious Friday morning. We are here live from St. Martin's Church in Tower, Minnesota, part of the Diocese of Duluth. Mark Cheney is my name. I am your host for this segment of Real Presence Live, joined by Father Nick Nelson. And we have another guest, Father. Father, this guest is something, someone special and dear to you. I'm going to let you take it away. Yes, thanks, Mark. Um, this is Father Nick. And on the, the line, we have Coach Mike Randolph, who... Uh, people who are listening from the Duluth area, the Iron Range area, almost probably anywhere in Minnesota are f- somewhat familiar with Coach Randolph. He um, is uh, a wonderful hockey coach, been coaching for many, many years. Maybe our listeners in South Dakota and North Dakota may not be so familiar. I think actually you think about North Dakota, you know, with Grand Forks and the University of North Dakota, there's there's some hockey over there too. and. Um, even some junior hockey teams in uh, South Dakota. So uh, I think actually quite a bit of our listeners probably are familiar with Coach Mike Randolph. So, Coach, thanks for coming on. Um, I will always probably call you Coach. I always call uh, my old coaches coaches. But uh, welcome on. And could you tell us, you know, um, tell our listeners, you know, a little bit about yourself, a little background? Great. Uh, great hearing your voice again, Father Nick. Uh uh, followed you from a distance, and uh, I'm honored to be on your show. Uh, as far as my uh, uh, hockey history, I played my hockey at Lower Chester, and uh, all my uh, youth hockey went to ended up playing at Duluth Cathedral, which is a Catholic school, high school in Duluth. Unfortunately, at that time. Uh, Private schools were not allowed to play in the public tournament, but we always beat the public tournament champion. So it was uh, a different time. After that, I was uh, scared to actually go on to college. I had some opportunities, but I didn't apply myself very well in high school, and I got caught up in playing a lot of getting involved in hockey and um uh, unfortunately, I didn't uh, do what I should have done uh, as far as the classwork off the ice, and uh, so I was reluctant to go on to college at that point. So I ended up playing, uh, heading up to Estevan, Saskatchewan, to play some junior hockey, played out in B.C., uh, and then went on and played some minor league hockey, and then... Uh, after the 76 national U.S. national team, uh, actually after the Olympics, I got a call from my former high school coach, Del General, who was at that time the athletic director uh, there, and he asked me to uh, hang up the skates and come and be an assistant coach at St. Scholastica. And I always felt I wanted to get into coaching, and that was a great opportunity. And so I ended up going back to St. Scholastica, got my degree in teaching. Uh, Once I got my degree in teaching, I pursued coaching opportunities and uh, uh, actually got the coaching job at Duluth East uh, 24 hours before I got a teaching job. So 
The rest is history. One thing that I will say, I learned a lot about uh, the importance of being there for players. I've had a bunch of players reach out to me after they played, and I'll never forget when uh, Dell General gave me that call and changed my whole life and got it moving in the right direction. So I've been blessed in a lot of ways, and uh, I've enjoyed uh, uh, mentoring uh, kids and hopefully making an impact in their lives. So it's been quite a journey, and you've well, been part of it, Nick. Oh, well, thank so. you. Coach, what are uh, some of the differences between you know, being a player and a coach as far as, you know, um, maybe the highs or the and the responsibilities or, you know, is it as big of a high, you know, winning a game or what, what do you, you know, um, playing, you know, scoring a goal, you know, that's some of the, the great positives, things like that. What are the difference between being a coach, you know, being finding fulfillment as being a coach versus a, a player? Well, I think coach, Coaching is an opportunity to give back to the game and give back to players who are where you used to be. I think your experience as a player, uh, you reflect back on it as a coach. I know I do. And you try to understand where the player is coming from, the ups and downs of playing the game, and understanding that players come from different backgrounds, there's different pressures, home pressure, school pressure, maybe a girlfriend, uh, all these things that come into uh, managing your basically your time and your life. And uh, again, I, I felt fortunate that I've been able to share. I try to anytime I can, uh, or I have an opportunity to share my my playing experience, my life experiences growing up, even beyond high school, and try and give them a heads up what's what's coming their way. Because, you know, let's face it, if they go on to play hockey beyond high school, which is a lot of their goals, or they go on to college or go on and get a job, after their senior year, they're pretty much on their own. Their parents are there, but they, uh, I, I think it's a big step for a lot of kids, and I try to help them in any way I can. Coach, um maybe kind of outside the box question, but do you still listen to dire straits? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, one of my greatest, one of the greatest memories of my life, um, because I think that used to be like one of your songs, walk of life by dire straits and 2000 year 2000 um, at the deck. We beat uh, cloquet for the section final championship and uh, that was at the old deck and uh, still had the, the old locker room in the deck. And on the ceiling of the deck, there was a, or that locker room was a, one of those red lights that would spin around. And so I'll never forget that, that time after winning that, that section final game, going into the locker room. Um, many of the students were in there with us um, celebrating this, this wonderful victory and listening to Dire Straits' uh, Walk of Life. It was just uh, a memory that's burned into my mind that I'll, I'll never forget. So <laughs> just well, wondering if you remember nobody that. Had, nobody had a better smile than you, Father Nick. Okay. And uh, <laughs> obviously we were all smiling that night. I, you brought me back in time, and I specifically re- remember that red light. Yeah. I miss 
the deck. It was probably the 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 best locker room uh, we've had. I mean, we have a hot locker room at the Heritage, and it's nice. But that locker room at the deck was. I have a lot of fond memories of it, and fortunately that night they allowed the students to come down to our <laughs> locker room, and I yeah. can visualize it right now. Uh, yeah. As you know, there's nothing like going on to a state tournament uh, that week of 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 uh, what the players are feeling, the families are feeling, and then going down there is uh, a week that you never forget. I've been fortunate enough to be there have gone 18, 19 times. If people ask me, do you, do you ever get sick of coming down here? <laughs> I think it's, uh, I just laugh at that question because there's nothing like it. And it's been one of the highlights of my career to see the happiness within the program, within the families, the school. And uh, it's basically put our school on the map and uh, made it uh, filled with fond memories. So uh, when I'm done coaching, uh, Father Nick, I'll be looking back at all those memories. Right yeah. now, I'm worried about even having a season. So yeah, <laughs> it's I get a completely that. different time. <laughs> so. There's there's so many things we can learn from sports, um, and we'll get into that a little bit. But kind of why I bring up that kind of memory is uh, a couple days ago in one of the readings that the, the church gives us was a reading by um, – St. Cyprian, and he, he said this, he said, What an honor, what happiness to depart joyfully from this world, to go forth in glory from the anguish and pain, in one moment to close the eyes that looked on the world of men, and in the next to open them at once to look on God and Christ. The speed of this joyous departure. You are suddenly withdrawn from earth to find yourself in the kingdom of heaven. And the connection with that memory is that um, there's nothing like finishing a hockey game knowing that you left it all on the ice, you know? And I, there's nothing fulfill, as fulfilling as that, knowing that you block shots, you win the corners, you, you, you skated hard every shift, and then um, to, to come out victorious. And I, th- I think it's a great analogy of what we all want at the end of our life, is to, to know we left it all out there on the ice all we left it all out there in our life and and say okay i got nothing left lord and you know take me and and to be experienced the the victory um so i i just i use that 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 analogy that image that that memory a lot um for people because i think it's something we can all relate to is that leaving it all out there on the ice well you were and i'm being honest you were one of the most honest two-way players and a player who I didn't have to worry about whether or what kind of, you know, what kind of Nick was going to show up, you know, whether you were going to have a bad game, you were very consistent. And for you to bring up what you just brought up, you live by that. That's who you are and that's how you played the game. And I have such high respect and remember you as a player of, of, consistency and you would lay it out there and give it your best effort. And we've lost some tough ones. You know that <laughs> I'll never For forget sure. the croquet game that we lost one, nothing on a breakaway. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sure you remember it. I, in, t- in fact, I remember more of the tough losses than I do the wins, but I've learned from both. 
and I think that's what sports provides uh, all athletes if they give it an opportunity, just life, lifetime skills. A great interview so far this morning, hockey and faith and what they have to do with each other. Taking that walk of life, as uh, Father has mentioned. We have more of this interview to come here on Real Presence Live. We'll be back with more in just moments. Stay with us. It's Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hello again, everyone. This is Mark Holcraft, Executive Director of Real Presence Radio. Thank you for calling in with your support during our fall live drive. We didn't quite reach our goal of $625,000 and still need your help. If you didn't get a chance to call in, it's not too late. Call 877-795-0122 or you can donate online at www.realpresenceradio.com. Again, thank you for your generous support of Real Presence Radio. Our mission continues only because of God's faithfulness and your generosity. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. Real Presence Live this morning. We are coming to you from the shores of Lake Vermilion in northeastern Minnesota, Tower, Minnesota, part of the Diocese of Duluth. Mark Cheney is my name. I'm your host for this segment of Real Presence Live, joined alongside the radio microphones by uh, Father Nick Nelson and our guest this morning, Mike Randall in Duluth. And uh, good morning again, gentlemen. Thanks, Mark. And uh, yes, we have Coach Randolph. He'll always be coach to me. Uh, coach you know, just to take us um, kind of with, you know, our subject of coaching and even, you know, through coaching, um, you, you mentioned a little about coaching. How how has your faith life, um, can you talk about that? You know, I, were, you, were you always, you know, committed going to Mass, you know, on Sundays? Um, was it, you know, getting married maybe that uh, kind of encouraged you to, to get, you know, closer to the church? Was it a 
you know, having kids, what, you know, what event or how would you describe your kind of growth in uh, your, your life of faith uh, to where, where you are today? Well, I have to give that credit to uh, my mom and dad. I grew up in a Catholic family, seven of us. Uh, when they sent me to a Catholic uh, grade school, St. Anthony's, which is no longer St. Anthony's, I went to a Catholic high school, and uh, that upbringing and that uh, my my parents were great models of the Catholic faith. As a, I came from a very Catholic family, we were we went to confession as a family. We went to church as a family. Uh, uh, it, my whole life was surrounded with faith, and uh, they taught me to be thankful for everything I had in my life, and I was blessed in a lot of ways. Uh, I also married uh, Ginny uh, DeRoche, who, who, which is a very Catholic family as well. Uh, she came from a family of seven. Uh, her mom and dad did the same thing, sent them, the kids, to a Catholic uh, grade school, Catholic high school. Pretty much we went along the same path, so marrying her was uh, just a reinforcement. We connected that way, uh, and I don't know where I'd be without it. I mean, I, I, I go to church for because I've been blessed in so many ways. I've got five grandkids. I've got healthy kids. I've, uh, her family, the same thing. Uh, we've been blessed in a lot of ways, and we're very thankful for uh, uh, everything. I also have a sister who devoted her life. Uh, she's a Hawthorne Dominican nun who's in New York. She takes care of cancer patients. And so I know she would speak the same way. We we are very thankful for our upbringing and our parents' leadership and uh, 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 emphasizing the importance of having the Catholic faith and raising your your family Catholic. Raised all my kids Catholic. They uh, they will find the church. They haven't found the church yet. They still have you know that Catholic background. I sent my kids to a Catholic. I basically did what my parents did, and uh, I know they will find their way back to the the church. They're younger. They they go through you know the trials of uh, being young and finding your way in the world. And I know that they'll find their way back to, back to the Catholic faith. So I've been blessed, uh, Nick, because yeah. I've been uh, around the Catholic faith my whole life. So I'm very I, thankful for it. And I agree, agree with that. There's actually a book called The Catechism of Hockey. Um, have you heard of that, Coach? No, I haven't. So no, it's, haven't. It's, it's interesting. It uses... Um, analogies in hockey for the faith, you know, so um, 
it's, you know, it talks about the goalie is like the priest, you know, not everyone has to be a goalie, but everyone needs to support, you know, the goalie, so to yeah. speak. And, and, uh, well, one of the things she says in it, and she mentions in her life how she kind of got away from the faith, um, but she always knew the way home, you know, and that that because yeah. her her parents taught her that, and so all our kids, grandkids, you know, um, if we raise them right and do their best, um, we we know that they know the way home, <laughs> you know, they they know the way, and all it takes is one good confession. They they know yeah. the way home, and I think that's that's so. Uh, important to to be to keep in mind and then as well you know there are people who have this shattering you know encounter experience of god and you know big big conversions but a lot of times or it's much more subtle and that's what it seems like you're describing in your life coach is that um you just kind of always knew <laughs> jesus you always knew the faith you're always kind of in it and that that's wonderful and it's kind of like I heard this analogy of a, a guy meeting, you know, um, or growing up with a girl down the street and they end up, you know, dating in high school and then getting married. And if you would ask him, you know, when did he meet her? He would probably say, well, we just kind of always knew each other. And yep. growing up in the faith, praise God, that can be the case where we just kind of know it's like nothing earth shadowing. It's just this, we kind of always knew the Lord and, um, so that that's good, and you know, with this faith life, one of the things I've been, you know, wanted to ask in regards to coaching is, I grew up. I think every coach I had, honestly, I've been blessed because I hear stories about other um, players in different sports, whether soccer or hockey. You know, didn't always have great coaches, but I've been blessed with good coaches. And um, maybe you could talk about what, you know, how how it is how it could how it is easy for a coach to cut corners, maybe to help themselves get ahead, maybe to take advantage of players in certain ways. Um, what, what are some of the ways that a coach could do that, you know, and what was the way that, that you made sacrifices even maybe in the win and loss column because you, you wanted to be a good coach or coach in, in the right way. Can you say anything about that? Well, I've always thought that, you know, it, it's a process of, I think all players come in and it's normal. They come in pretty selfish, pretty into themselves. Uh, they come out of youth hockey where uh, basically uh, they might have been the star. Then all it was all about them. And I think the challenge that I look forward to every year is that the, the players that come into the program need to understand that the program isn't they're not above the program, and the program isn't about them. It's about coming together as a team and caring about each other. And then if you do that, and I've found that the most successful teams I've had that do that, everybody benefits from it. The ones that want or should go on to play beyond high school do that. The other ones uh, help them get there. And the important thing is, is that the ones that are fortunate enough to go on and play the game beyond high school uh, realize that they wouldn't have done it without their teammates. Yeah. I found that you have three kind of players coming into your program. You have players that are basically driven, 
to play beyond high school. Those are the kind of players you don't really have to worry about. You have the middle of the road player that's not sure that he can, and uh, he's kind of caught in the middle of, you know, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I have the confidence to. And then you have players that really don't care. <laughs> and what you try to do is get those middle players to move up to the players that are driven, and then the ones that don't care, try to get them to care about their teammates. And if you can get that, get the process of that coming together and not worry and get caught up in wins and losses, I think that you will have something come tournament time. Obviously, there's uncontrollable things, kids uh, that maybe are ineligible academically, kids that are injured, even kids that got sick. We had a, a whole bunch of kids get sick last year. Uh, things that you can't really control. But we can control our attitude and, and what the whole season's about, which is to get ready for the playoffs and hopefully experience what we talked about earlier, which is a state tournament experience. Yeah. And so if you don't get caught up in wins and losses and believe in the process and get the kids to come together and care about each other and play for each other, your chances of having success are much larger. So we've been fortunate enough to find that way. Uh, a number of times, so that's how we do it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Coach. It's been a, a pleasure to speak to you, and we could go on for another couple hours. Uh, I'll have to get in touch sometime when I'm in Duluth and get lunch or something with you, but it's been great. Thank you for your, your witness of, of faith in um, in coaching and, and leading these young men closer to uh, what their potential is, and, and maybe indirectly, but also uh, to what God has planned for him. So thank you, Coach. So up next. Thank you, Father Nick and Mark. Yes, thank thank you, you. And uh, say hi to your family, okay, Father? Certainly. Right. Up you. next, hear what's on our hearts and minds this morning. That's next on Real Presence Live.